Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome listeners to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And Joe and I are thrilled to be back again this week. We're recording this episode on February the 16th. So we've just had Valentine's Day a couple of days ago. And this episode, I'm not quite sure when it's going to go out, but we'll see because um, if you've been listening, if you're an avid listener, and if you follow me, especially on social media, you'll have seen and you'll have heard that I released two episodes of the podcast this week <laughs> on Monday. Today is, is, is Tuesday instead of the usual one. So, you know, we're all human and we all do things, but that's good for our listeners because they got to hear two episodes yesterday if they so wished. What? Yeah. yeah. And, and two, what two cracking episodes to go out on the same day. Yeah. I mean, uh, Daniel and Gwen. Yep. Amazing. Back, yeah. Gwen back, back house and Daniel Skirmer. So they were two phenomenal episodes that went out yesterday and uh, Daniel's should have been next week, which means that next week will now be the person who should be the week after. And anyway, that's just, yeah. you know, that's just, um, you know, me getting, muddled, me getting muddled. Let's just put it down to there's either the buy one, get one free or <laughs> it, it, to quote somebody else. It's a Brucey bonus. <laughs> Okay, it's a brucey bonus then. A brucey bonus. A brucey bonus. So, Joe, since we last had a chat, because it's a week or so since we recorded the last episode, what have you been up to? What's been happening in Joe's world? So, I've been, I've been ploughing through some um, GDPR stuff this week. I'm working with a, a new client, really exciting app. Um, getting their documents and and helping them with a data subject access request. So really nitty gritty tech stuff and paperwork, really just the kind of thing that makes my day. Oh, it sounds like absolute hell to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I'm still homeschooling and we're on half term this week, but that's that's quite easy from my perspective with preteens because they just don't want to talk to me or see me. <laughs> yeah, mother, mothers are no good when you're that age, are they? No. You don't want to be seen with your mum when you're when you're 12, 13. And then they get through that and then they they then they're quite happy to be seen with you again. But it's like that short period of time. Yeah. When, we, you know, we're in that period. So they, they they do want to know about when the food delivery is arriving or what's in the fridge, mum, and that's about as close as it yeah, gets. Yeah, and when's <laughs> dinner and what's for dinner. So yeah, that was the thing when I uh, when I was work- first working from home when I was first freelance. Um, there was one year where I actually took an office, and it was the year that my youngest son went to. Um, I think he was in. It was either doing his A levels. No, he was at uni- He was doing his A levels, mm. and he was at home all the time. Seemed to be at home permanently studying, yeah. and. I would be, my office at the time was off the kitchen. My daughter was still at home, so I didn't have a home office. When she left home, I took her bedroom as my office. But for that point, I had like an alcove off the kitchen where I did all my prep and planning and training Mm -hmm. stuff that I was doing and bookings and stuff. And I'd be in the middle of doing something and then he'd wander down because I was off the kitchen. What's for dinner, mum? When's dinner, mum? When's this, mum? And it, I just get so frustrated. I actually took an office for a year so that I could work uninterrupted because <laughs> he didn't need me. I mean, he was 18. He didn't need me. Yeah. Um, but he would come and talk to me or, or something. And I'm busy trying to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally understand that. And how about you? How, how are things coming along with your course and um are we are we nearly there with the powerpoint course well we're getting there i've been recording this morning actually i i've got a good couple of chunks and i usually try and keep most of my lessons to between three and five minutes long um but i have to admit in this course the lessons are a bit chunkier so i've got quite a few lessons that are 10 minutes long and that's because i can't show everything in three minutes it's just Mm. Yeah, you couldn't do it, not to do it justice. So I'm very hopeful. I'm also rethinking um, the course. I'm going to split it because it's just too big. 
Mm. Um, and it would just be overwhelming for anybody to take it. And mm. to be honest, you probably don't need all of the things that I want to put in it. And I'm very much about creating courses that cover exactly what you need without any fluff. Yeah. So I think I'm going to split it and do the um, recording a presentation and the slideshow element of it as a separate mini course that people will be able to choose if they want to add it on when they right. buy the main meat and potatoes course, if yeah. you like. So the main course, as far as assistance, and I'm saying assistance because it's for any assistance mm -hmm. that need to deal with PowerPoint, it's going to have everything that you need to make a brilliant PowerPoint presentation, including animations and transitions and fancy things, although you don't want too many of them. Um, but then the recording bit, which is something that a trainer might want to do, um, recording themselves and the presentation. I, I can't see you doing that for a client or, need, you know, the, the client would be the one doing it. Yes, I, I might do that for myself. I've got a couple of, um, I've been asked to do a couple of short training videos for a membership. Um, I'm not part of the membership, but it, I'm in the yeah. Facebook group and the, the lady is setting up a, a paid membership. So she's asked me to deliver a, two um short sort of what she called workshops but they're, they're not they're mini yeah. sort of trainings on gdpr yeah. just generic gdpr yeah so so that's kind of where i'm going because otherwise the, the course is just going to get so big mm. um and so unwieldy that you know i'll have to price it and yes. it's just not going to be good for anybody so no i mean it's going to be brilliant that's the wrong word to say it's, yeah. i'm very proud of it so far um, and I'm hoping to get back to back to it tomorrow. And, mm -hmm. you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Let's just put yeah. it that way. But the recording process is quite involved. I think we've, we've talked about it before. Yeah. And um, it's not just me and some slides. I've got to record the screen and show people what's going on. And, uh, and then once the videos are recorded, there's all the post-production. Yeah. So they have to be produced then I have to get captions done, transcripts done, and then it's all got to be uploaded to the um, learning management system and marketed. Yes. So, you know, people won't buy it unless they know it's there. So yep. there's a lot that goes into building a course. And uh, But I'm, I, as I said, I can see light at the end of the tunnel. But in the last week or so, I've been really busy with other things, which is why I haven't done much recording because I've been delivering virtual live training. Mm -hmm. um, quite a few of those specifically on Microsoft Teams and I've got a, another one booked in for next week uh, from the same organization which is really nice they just went to my calendar and booked another session uh, and then sent me an email afterwards so we've just booked another session so that was quite nice um, so yes yeah, so it's quite busy um, yep. and how is corona land at the moment in the UK oh corona land um yeah, we're still there. We're still locked down. Um, I believe as at today, this moment in time, I believe and I'm understood that the next review of when the children can go back to school is March the 8th. But I wouldn't like to stand by that because by the time this goes out, things yeah. may have changed. I mean, they may have changed by tomorrow. But um, yeah, we're still locked down. Um, sadly, in a way, I'm in the UK and not in my normal half-term location, which is my annual holiday. Um, but then, you know, I'm not alone in, in that and we're all having challenges with that. So, yeah, it's we're all still there. We've just hit the milestone and was it 15 million people have now had a single vaccine in their priority age groups of sort yeah. of like the very vulnerable in the um in the nursing homes and the over seven over 80s and over 70s and I think they're moving into the next group which is the over 60s um and my little boy said to me oh, mum, it won't be long before you're a priority group because you're over 50 now. <laughs> well, <laughs> here they started with over 60s. So, um, you know, as we've said before, both my yeah. husband and I, we've both had our both of our jabs. And in fact, they're starting to open up here. 
Yeah. So last Sunday, because we didn't record anything last week. No, we, so yeah. Sunday a week ago, um, the restriction to of a th- the thousand meter restriction was lifted. So we actually drove to see our kids who live just over an hour away because we couldn't do that before. And so we met up with them, but we still met up with them in the park. Um, yeah. And that was great. So it was lovely to see to see the to see the children. And uh, this Sunday just gone, the reason that I messed up the podcast is that I actually took the whole of Sunday off. Now, in Israel, Sunday is a normal working day. It's a day of the week, just like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we still get confused. We get to Monday and think it's Tuesday. Most weeks, David and I look at each other and we say, is it Monday today or Tuesday? (laughs) So we actually went out. We went to Jerusalem and we met up with some friends, which was the first time we've done that in the last year. Uh, And it it was the first time they'd had anybody at all in their home in the last year. And then on the way back, we went to see David's brother and sister-in-law. We stopped off there. So I had a really great day out. We had lunch in one place and supper in another place. I didn't even have to cook. That's wonderful. There'll be a lot of UK VAs listening to this thinking, gosh, I hope, you know, but Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. all kind of going through it. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a, they've got about up to about a third of the population here have been vaccinated now. And they're now talking from, um, I think it's from next Thursday, the 23rd of February. That's, or, or no, from Sunday, they brought it forward. Um, they're going to start opening shops and takeaways. Um, you'll be able to go to a coffee shop and get a takeaway. And then gradually they'll start opening things up. But it's we've we've had a notification of what the phases are. Yeah. And we have something called a green passport or a green certificate. Yeah. And once you've had your second jab, you can download this from the government website and from your health um, health provider. Mm. So I now have my green certificate. And the idea is that restaurants will open and you'll be able to book to go to a restaurant, but you'll have to show your green certificate. Otherwise, they won't be able to let you in. So it's about getting people to get vaccinated. Um, So um, so that's going to be I'm really looking forward to being able to go out, meet friends and go out for dinner. That just seems amazing. Anyway, I think we've burbled on long enough. Today, listeners, we have the wonderful Jennifer Chamberlain of My Bilingual VA joining us shortly. And um, I think we'll just go get her and let her tell you all about herself. What do you think, Joe? Definitely. What a great idea. Welcome, listeners, to Virtually Amazing, the podcast of virtual assistance. And with us today, we now have the wonderful Jennifer Chamberlain, who's joining us all the way from Paris, if I'm right. Am I right? Yes, that's right. That's lovely, lovely to have you, Jennifer. So in another truly international episode, Israel, London, well, Natanya in Israel, London, UK and Paris, France. So it's a really nice mix and and mix and match so Jennifer do you want to tell our listeners a bit about your background about who you are what you do um, and what your your speciality is because you have a very specific niche don't you (laughs) and hi everybody so thank you very much for that welcome Shelley Um, it's great to be here Um, so yes I have been living in France now since 1999 Um, I came over here Um, after what I can only describe as a catastrophic second year at university Mm. Um, but you know (laughs) life happens and we just deal with it Um, and so I came over here because I'd managed to get myself a job working for Disneyland Paris nice (laughs) definitely fun lots of fun yeah absolutely Um, so I started working there Um, I was an attraction hostess um, and I was very lucky because my only worry when I got there was that I was going to be put on some tiny attraction that no one had ever heard of and everyone would go, well, what's that then? Um, but fortunately, I was put on Big Thunder Mountain, which is one of the biggest roller coasters in the park. Um, so absolutely loved it there. Um, it was like being at university, but without having to do any of the coursework, <laughs> not having any exams either um, in terms of, you know, it's very young, it's very dynamic. Um and it's just a great, great place to be. And you're there to bring magic to people's holidays, which is just, it's just a great thing to do. Yeah, um, fabulous. So what happened after that? How did you get from working at Disney 
to being a PA, EA, VA, whichever type of assistant we want to call ourselves? Um, so I was very lucky that when I when I wanted to move on from Disney, um, I was given the opportunity to work as a bilingual junior secretary um, for one of the, at the time, it was one of the big five, one of the big four. Um, so I started there in the tax and legal department um, and literally had everything to learn. I'd done a little bit of, off, I had a little bit of office experience from the UK Um I can remember my very first ever work experience was organized by my dad and it was in a, um, a solicitor's office in Kings Lynn. Um, so I can remember photocopying and filing and things like that. Um, and never, I think I came out of that week saying, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, so I started in the, in, the, in the tax and legal department of this big company. Um, and basically, you know, learned everything, learned from the, the ground up. Um, I stayed there for nine months, the time to see a cycle of what the tax and legal department did over the course of a year. Um, and then decided that I probably didn't want to be doing that repeatedly for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I spent the next uh, 14 years moving around and, and going up, basically. Um, so I finished as executive assistant for a small industrial company near where I live where I was very much handling everything from the general classic PA tasks. Um, so things like diary, agendas, um, emails, trips, expenses, um, and then um, HR, managing the communication within the company, helping out with the website that they wanted in more than one language. Um, so really being a, a second, second brain for the directors. Yeah, well, that sounds fascinating. Really good grounding then for when you went on to start your own business. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's amazing how, you know, we, we get these. So I was made redundant from that final position, which is obviously a horrible experience to go through. Mm. Um, and it, and it, it does make you question the whole essence of being an EA and whether, you know, you have those doubts of, can I actually do this? Am I not, you know, I've been made redundant. I must be useful. I must be really bad at my job. And, and it's been the most amazing opportunity to think differently about what I want and how I want to work um, and it's amazing how every every experience I've had has brought me to where I am today yeah. um, and in some shape or form I'm, I'm using it and what I'm now doing um, so even like going back to working at Disney obviously the client is king um, client service listening to them customer service all those things are so so important and that's you know those things are what I bring to my VA business. Yeah, I think that's I think that's so true. And and it is true also that your formative experiences every step of the way at the time, sometimes we can't see that it's a useful experience because it feels like anything but but with hindsight it's often easy to see that that thing led down that path instead of down down that one. Joe, have you got any comments so far? I know that you know Jennifer quite well. Yeah. Well, very I, quiet. I, I had no idea that you had worked at Disney. I, I have to say, I can't imagine anywhere more like hell. <laughs> um, when I go with the three men in my life to somewhere like that, I'm the baggage collector and I take a book and I sit there while they queue and they do those, you know, because I can't do the heights and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm quite happy to sit there with a book while they queue sometimes for hours, mm -hmm. you know, on these things. But um, yeah. Oh no, I can I can see the attraction in working there. I'm also don't like roller coasters, wouldn't mm. go on the rides. I can definitely see the attraction of yeah. being a hostess. It's acting, it's being out there, which is kind of as a trainer what I yeah. do, you know, out there larger than life a yes. lot of the time. So yes. I, I think I'd enjoy that. I never got yeah. that kind of an opportunity at the yeah. time when it would have been right for me. I had a different kind of formative experience. So yeah. um, that sounds like fun. So you set up on your own, Jennifer. Let's let's kind of cut to the chase here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what we all want to know. Um, so you, your business is my bilingual PA, isn't it? VA. VA, my bilingual, my bilingual VA. VA. And um, so you uh, work it across 
both languages, you and your team. So do you want to tell our listeners, because what I love about this is somebody said to me on LinkedIn just yesterday that she likes listening to the podcast because she feels like she's listening to real people, the real people having a chat. And especially at the moment where we're not doing any much, very yeah. much of the real people stuff, um, she found it really nice. So let's chat about how you got to my bilingual VA and, and what that means. What, what sort of services do you offer? Um, so I launched my bilingual VA um, to work with um, French and English clients who need support in both languages. Um, and so whilst I had that niche that was quite small, I thought, French and English, um, <laughs> I didn't want to be reduced to just offering one thing, one service. So um, I offer, and because I have so many years of experience, I kind of draw on all of that to serve my clients. Um, so I offer the, the general classic PA tasks, um, then ho a whole set of services under communication. Yeah. Um, so that can be translation, transcription, proofreading, um, audio, um, subtit subtitles, um, but then also um, more and more, especially in the last four years, social media management. So we don't do the strategy um, or not so often, um, but we're very much once the clients have got the strategy and they know how they want to do what they want to do and where they want to go with it will be the hands that make it happen. Yeah. Um, so whether that's drafting content, creating images or scheduling it, that's where we come in. That's right. And you do that across all the languages that you work in. Yes, so I'm very lucky now that, um, so I myself work in English and French, no problem. Um, I do a bit in German and I'm currently having German lessons to boost my German, so that's great fun. Um, I do have a client who was doing a newsletter in Italian and so it was great because I used to cut and paste that into her newsletter program to do that for her. Um, she's not currently doing that, but um, yeah, we... Um, but now I have a team around me. So we're also able to offer the services in um, Spanish, Italian and German. Wow, that's phenomenal. That's Absolutely phenomenal. amazing. Yeah, I did some training for an international luxury goods company. That's all I'll say on air anyway, um, a couple of years ago. And um, we had to deliver training in different countries all around Europe. So I had to wow. source trainers. Lovely who could deliver Outlook training to what I specified uh, in different languages, uh, Spanish being one of them, Spanish, Italian, Dutch, what did we have? We had Spanish, Italian, Dutch, no, Dutch, they did it, they spoke English, the Dutch, um, Italian, uh, Portuguese, we had to find somebody who could do Portuguese. Nice, lovely. Uh, Italian, French, all sorts, Czech, um, we had somebody go to Czechoslovakia, somebody went to Poland, um, but what I found for the Spanish ones is that I was able to actually translate the slides using the translation in PowerPoint, which, um, wow. which was actually quite accurate. Um, and that was a cheap option for me because otherwise I'd have had to pay the trainer to translate slides as well as to deliver yeah. the training. So it's always useful to know that there are people out there who can do that for you. Um, and I think that I think that's that's great. Yeah. A friend of mine did Italian translation and she worked for Fiat. And that was all she did. Oh, lovely. Just what a place to work. Fiat. <laughs> they have that racetrack on the roof, you know. I, I don't know. What, no, this was, she worked from home. She um, just worked from home. And they would send her stuff in Italian and she would translate it to English. Oh, I see. Yeah, or, yeah, or that nice. Kind of stuff. So do you get a lot of that kind of things, um, Jennifer, where you get companies asking you to do prospectuses or brochures and that kind of thing or businesses? Um, I certainly have done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, I mean, more and more now, especially on the social media side, it, more and more people are relying on automatic translation. Yeah. Um, so I always say, you know, we do proofreading as well. Yeah. Um, because yes, you can be, you, you know, yes, you can be tempted to, you know, put your put your text through whatever software you want to use. Um, and it's funny, because I mean, like you say, even the Microsoft suites now will do translation inside of them. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I personally wouldn't put anything out there that hasn't been proofread by a native speaker. No, I, I got my, my Spanish-speaking trainer. I sent him the slides. I said, can you check these, please? They're not going out unless. And, and he made one change. Yeah. 
you know, so so that was fine. And, and I knew it worked because I'm bilingual. I speak Ivrit, Hebrew. Um, and I put the slides into Ivrit first because then I could sense whether they would do the job in Spanish. Very good. And, and I know that what they did in Ivrit was correct. So I was confident because I could check it. Um, yeah. I, think, I think that's a, a great um, ability to be able to check, you know, even if you're using... It's like um, for my courses, I use artificial intelligence to, to generate the subtitles, but they have to be checked. Yeah. And proved. Yeah, absolutely. But it does, it does beg the question of, you know, where are we going to be in five years time? Where are we going to be in 10 years time? Um, because we'll always need things translating. Um, but, you know, the technology is moving on so fast now that will we get to a point where it is a hundred percent accurate. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. You see, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the technical field, but I don't think we'll ever lose the need for the human element because AI is a machine yeah. um, and it doesn't do tone of voice. It just yeah. straight translation. So yeah. you might translate, read something that AI has done into French, but when you read it in French, you'll say, actually, Yes, it's accurate, it's correct, but it's not right. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's still going to be... Needed. I think there's a, a difference between a translation of the sly brown fox versus the literal translation yeah. versus how we might say those words. Or, or I know that's a random sentence, but you can, you can see where I'm going with yeah. it. Yeah. There's the colloquial, that's the word I was thinking yeah, of, colloquial. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I always say to clients as well is, yes, you can, you, you know, translation is taking a bunch of words and putting them in a different language. But where you need the human is to actually think, but would we talk about that in that way and in yeah. that other language? Um, I'm I'm doing something at the moment with a, with a mastermind um, and I'm doing it in French for French speakers. And um, just the word mastermind doesn't translate in French. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying because on that same project, and since then I've worked with this girl a lot, uh, I have a German trainer in my um, community. Uh, she's brilliant. But the German psych and the German way of behaving is totally different to the English way of behaving. And, you know, it's how you address people is different. It's yeah. much more formal. And, you know, I'm very mm. informal. Uh, and I probably would not have been the right person, even if I had the right language, to train those people. Whereas she is German, so she knows how to deal with them. Yeah. And I think you, you, you need that element just as much as the words. Yeah. Um, because the, 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 the actual trans, and we see it here in Israel, um, a lot of stuff is transliterated. So you yeah. come across words and I can, I'm completely bilingual. I read and write and everything in Ivrit and uh, I'm reading a road sign and I'm thinking, what does that say? That's not an Israeli, that's a Hebrew word. And it's something like express. Well, it's express. <laughs> it's written in Hebrew letters. Yeah. And I'm expecting it to read like an Ivrit word. Yeah. It isn't. It's an English yeah. word in Ivrit. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that. And I think I suspect it's the same in most languages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, so what's your favorite thing to do, Jennifer? What do you like doing the best out of all the jobs you do? Um I think it's making connections. That that really is what, what I enjoy the most. Um so it's it's serving people and helping them by doing the things that they don't necessarily have the time for but also that aren't in their zone of genius yeah. um so just you know allowing them that space to stay where they need to to, to grow their business um yeah. it's it's all about serving yeah. Um, yeah that's absolutely perfectly brilliant love that love that what, what do you think what you got any comments in there joe well i, I mean jen and i sort of know each other and we're, we're in a mastermind together um there's a group of us get together and, and talk through things and Jennifer is always talking about how um she runs her business and uh, and uses the team and the the different skills of the different members of her team um 
you know, to deliver different elements for her clients. So, yeah, that's um, it, it, it's noticeable, you know, that you you kind of do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's really important also to, you know, this extra mile thing, which probably mm. goes all the way back to what you said at the beginning, working at Disney, that was your first proper working experience where I think you like, it's all ingrained, isn't it? That the customer is king or whatever. It's not so much the client's always right because they're not always right, but um, they might come to you saying they need something, but actually what they need is something totally different. I mean, I know that from training, you must get that. They need you to, mm. to create something, but actually it's completely something else. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have to look in the lines. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you are in a mastermind. Let's let's talk to our listeners about the benefits. I've been in various masterminds throughout mm. my career, not in one right now. Well, I'm yeah. semi one. But um, so what's the benefit to you two and the others of being in that mastermind? And how did you who started it? How did we both did? Jennifer and I had a conversation a little while ago wasn't it about you know getting together and and so it's completely informal there's no kind of mastermind leader as as such yeah. but I, I don't know whether Jennifer would agree with this but knowing that we're that we've got that space particularly in the current yeah you know difficult climate for all sorts of businesses ourselves our clients everything um to have that space to just have a trusted network where you take a problem and it's the old phrase, a problem shared is a problem halved. And you've got these group of buddies who will have a very different perspective on your problem. And sometimes, you know, they'll sit there and say, but why is that a problem? <laughs> and then they'll, they, they will just say something. Isn't that right? I mean, we've just... You know, and and it's having that openness amongst ourselves and we're learning from each other. Um, You know, one of the the girls in our mastermind, um, after talking with us about what a website is and all of that, she's launched her website. She's been talking about it for 12 months, did she say, Jennifer? And, you know, we've had conversations with her and she's gone gone ahead and had the confidence to do it so it's it's that scenario yeah 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 no it's really 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 important the kind of mastermind that I've been a group I've been a member of in the past has been a bit more formal where you know it's been in a networking environment so we've mm. gone to somewhere and it's been over lunch or coffee mm. or yeah whatever everybody around a table and then you know group rules whatever is said here is yeah. stays here and that kind of thing and then everybody gets a chance if you've got an issue so the issues are written up on the board and then everybody votes on which issue they want to work with today and then the person gets a chance to state the issue uh, yeah. then everybody questions them about it can ask any questions and then but the person who um has the issue can only answer the questions can't ask anything else and the people asking the questions can't give solutions they just have to ask questions and then at the end of it the person who had the issue usually has reframed the issue because of all questions Mm. and you're right often it isn't a problem um, and often we're overthinking things, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, what I find about it is it's all about having that, having your tribe and having your safe space where you can really be yourself and you can really let the barriers down. Yeah. Um, and you can say, um, you can say when something's really driven you crazy in a week and you can say, and you can share those brilliant moments where, you know, you've won a big deal or you've, managed to do the website that you've been working on for so long um and and we just come together and and celebrate those things together um it's it's a peer-led mastermind i think because none of us had found a a paid-for mastermind that that gelled with us of where we were currently um and that's really nice too because we all bring something different to the table um and like joe says we all we all learn from each other i think one of the things we learn as well is when when we go around and have our hot seats, it's 
you know, you keep on talking because the others are listening and the others aren't allowed to say anything until you've got to the end. And sometimes just by doing that, having that space where you can just talk about your problem or your issue actually allows you to see it from a different angle. And so it, that, yeah. that's how we grow together. And it's, yeah, it's been, two, I guess it's been two months now, hasn't it, Joe? Yeah. yeah yeah I think it's we started just before Christmas didn't we literally and um yeah we we, we sort of we, we've lost a couple of people along the way um although one of them it was a bit difficult for her to be involved because she was in Australia so the timings were really very tricky um you know but it's it's a really nice group and it, it's nice to get together once a fortnight and and as Jennifer says to to talk about those celebrations that you might not have shared or a public goal you know um and and also to sort of have those conversations about do you know what I've really made a mess of this what do you think here and somebody's not always got an answer but they can help you frame that in such a way that do you know what you've learned something there and yeah. you know what can you do how can you stop that from happening next time or yeah. what could you have done differently and um you know and there's an openness isn't there Jennifer and a kind of an honesty there's nothing there's nothing in the room that's too much or too little and that's always helpful isn't it yeah, I think one of the most amazing things about it is that none of us have actually written or signed anything. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the rules of the mastermind, are, you know, it's just they're just there. Um, we know it's yeah. a safe space. And we know that because, you know, I know that because if I because I share things that I wouldn't want going out of the room myself. Yeah, because I share yeah. those. Well, I'm obviously not going to share anything that I hear. Um, yeah, so. I think that's really important. It, 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 yeah, it's the unwritten rule amongst us, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's and, good. Yeah, and, yeah. Go on, Joe. Sorry, I was going to, I was, go, I was going to ask you, Shelley, whether you've had a very formal mastermind because I know that there are ours is very informal. There's no paperwork or anything. Have you done them that are more formal where you sign this contract and I'm things not, like that? I've not signed anything. Um, yeah. One of the networks I belong to, in fact, the network that started all my business networking um I used to go to uh, in fact you know the person who ran the mastermind you know William William Brist yeah yeah William I'm sure you've yeah. seen him on yeah. social media yes so William used to run a mastermind once a month that I used to go to where I met Annabelle Kay um ah. that's uh, you know I've known her for that long so um they re- they were really good and at one point um when I was thinking of changing my branding my website originally was violent pink there is no other way to describe it other than violent pink. And the men in the room kept saying to me, you know, you're an IT training company. Why are you pink? You know, you're turning yeah. off the men. And yeah. there were a lot of men that didn't agree with that. But, yeah. you know, so it was it was kind of interesting to get others' perspectives. Um, yeah. On the other hand, I used to have an informal mastermind once a week with Anne Iarchi, who at the time yeah. was my personal trainer. Uh, and when she, she'd come to my house and we'd do our whatever we were doing and we were both starting out or building, so we'd be talking about our business problems or yeah. what? how do you do this or, yeah. you know, I've got to get out in front of people. What are you doing and what am I doing and all those kind of things. So that was good. And I'm part of a trainer community, which is very much like that, where you can bring an issue and, and talk about it. So I, th- I think it's really important yeah. Um, aside from working with a formal mentor or coach, that's a yeah. different thing. I yeah. think you need at different times along your business journey, you need the different support networks to help you. And yeah. I think it's it's really, really important. So Jennifer, what's next for you? Oh gosh. Um, well, um, I think I'm just incredibly grateful to have made it through 2020 um you know to still have a business at the end of 2020 is it's just something that I will be forever grateful for um and so it's funny because last year um my my word for the year was going to be stability I just wanted to keep it on an evil keel and and stay at the same point um in the end my word I think became probably survival 
mm-hmm. because just getting through the next day was what I was focusing on. Um, but this year, my word is growth. Brilliant. Um, so definitely bringing on new clients, offering new things um, and growing the business and having more business to delegate to my team so that I can be the one getting out there and yeah. bringing in more business. Um, so that's definitely um, where I want to take it over the next 12 months. Um, and then doing doing things like this. Um, so speaking on podcasts um, and sort of just giving back really, um, because I know how much I've been helped by, you know, the people who've supported me over the last four years. So I want to pass that baton on, um, especially now, because, you know, like we've mentioned earlier, there are more and more people coming on the scenes as, as wanting to become VAs. So it's about standing up and trying to be an example, but not that I'm in any way, shape or form, um, perfect mm. I'm absolutely not I, it's funny I just did a post on my social media for my birthday that was last week um, about my, about my values and it was a really hard post to write because because I'm so much a work in progress and I still have so much to learn and you know I still make mistakes and I still get things wrong and and I thought how can I possibly say these are my values when I'm still making mistakes but the, the feedback I've got from it has just been so lovely. Um, yeah. So I think sometimes we have to feel the fear, but do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to show our vulnerability, you know, that we're human because I think often people look at, uh, at a business owner mm. um, and all people see is the social media stuff that we put out, which is always portraying us in the best light possible. Because, you know, most of the time we're not going to stand up and say, I've had a really horrible day. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to, you, you don't want to put that kind of image out there. So I think it's, it's really great when our followers, friends, fans, whatever you want to call them, see the real side of us. And I think we're always all a work in progress. Um, you know, and and it's important for people to see that, I think. And, and that's part of one of the things, you know, my aims for starting the podcast. Yes, it's to get me in front of my audience, virtual assistants. Yes, that is part of it. But the main thing is I just really like listening to people and hearing all the stories and giving the people who come on a voice to, to tell their story and other VAs to hear that, well, there's not just one way to skin a cat. Mm. There's so many different things that people can do. Yeah. yeah. And that's, what's amazing about the title virtual assistant. And I know, you know, I know that's, it's a title that doesn't appeal to everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, some people absolutely don't want to be known as a virtual assistant and, you know, or they might be transitioning to an OBM role or, you know, there's so many things that it englobes. And I think when we talk about virtual assistant as an industry, it makes a lot more sense because it's an umbrella term that, that describes so many different things. Um, but we can, you know, you can be a social media VA or you can be a tech VA or you can be the classic general PA um, and you can do all of those things under this massive umbrella. But what I love about our, our industry is the way that we support each other. And, yeah. you know, that that hashtag collaboration, not competition is something that means so much to me um, because I think it's incredible to see an industry where, of course, at the end of the day, you know, I was saying this to somebody earlier today we're all in competition with each other. There's, you know, you can't get away from that, but we don't have to do it in a way where we're backstabbing each other and being nasty about each other. We can do it in a way where we all support each other and by all supporting each other, we all rise and that's what it's all about. Um, I love that, um, that GIF image, the moving image where you have, you know, the lady lifting up the lady opposite and then she lifts up the next one yeah. and, and, and yeah. it just keeps going. And I love that image and that's exactly what it is. And and if you look at everything that's come out recently from America where women have really stood up and broken the barriers for us, um, you know, Michelle Obama, um, Sheryl Sandberg, Kamala Harris, um, and in the EA world, you know, obviously people like Vicky Sokol Evans, Bonnie Lowe Craman, um, they are the, the they are the people that right that have understood that when one of us rise, we all do. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely true. That's the thing that drew me to the VA or assistant industry is this collaboration, not competition, because, you know, I see it all the time. And and we've talked about it in previous podcasts, haven't we, Joe, where, you know, as a VA, you may have certain skills, but not all of them. So by collaborating with other VAs, you can offer your clients a better service. And yeah. everybody wins that way. And yeah, I, I think absolutely. I think that's that's so great. Jennifer, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and chatting with you. And I'm sure this is going to be a very much listened to episode. Mind you, they all seem to be at the moment. <laughs> I, I keep saying this has been a fabulous episode, but they've they've all been fabulous episodes. I really enjoy myself. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm having fun. <laughs> so that's okay then, isn't it? So. <laughs> So any last words, Joe? No, apart from look forward to catching up with you on Friday in our next mastermind. But um, yes, no, it's it it's it's really, really lovely to be part of a, a um, you know, a mastermind with Jennifer and the other ladies. And I totally recommend to our listeners to find their tribe, whether that's just you know, a, a, a weekly fortnightly check-in with another VA that they trust who can share those things with them because it is making a, a huge difference to us as a group. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's funny. It's something that I believe in so much that I've now, I'm now this week launching my own mastermind for French-speaking virtual assistants. Oh, wow. And so I'm signing up people at the moment. There's eight spaces um and it looks like pretty much we're going to be full for Thursday um so that's super exciting um and it's something that I've called um le cercle des assistants virtuels so um it's my way of giving back that's brilliant absolutely brilliant and kudos that you can do it in two languages that you can do it you can manage it in French yeah how cool is that I mean yeah brilliant having said that I could do the same in Ivrit so but it is definitely a skill. I, I just ask you a, a language thing that I found recently because we live in a very Anglo area and we mix with English speaking people most of the time. My husband doesn't speak the language. Um, I find, although I can translate anything and I can read anything, I've, I've started reading the newspapers to up my reading level. Um, but I'm finding translating, I seem to be stuck in one language or the other. Does that happen to you, Jennifer? Um, not so much, I guess, because I switch between languages all day and every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, I find when I'm driving along, we see a sign and I want to translate it for David. I know what that I know exactly what the sign says, but the English doesn't come. Yeah. So, um, so I find that. There are some there are some things that I've learned about since I've been living in France. So I'll know the words in French. Yeah. Um, so, for example, like things in the car, I know what they're called because my husband's talked about them being broken or he's repairing them. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily know the words in English because yeah. I never had that situation when I was living in the UK. Um, yeah. And then I think also where I find it more is in German because my German's at that level where... The words are familiar because I've heard them before and I've learned them before, but I might not still be able to remember them. So even though I can hear the words and recognize them, if you said, translate that for me, I would struggle or I'd have to really think about it. I think that's probably where I am because I'm not using the language all day, every day. I think if I was out there working in a frit all day, every day, it wouldn't be a problem. So uh, it's, yeah, lose it or lose it, I think is the message, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I think we're going to draw this to a close. That was absolutely fascinating, Jennifer. Thank you very much for coming. And um, I can't remember where it goes out, and I haven't opened my spreadsheet. I can't tell you. And then I had I had um, listeners, We, as we said in the intro, we're recording this on the 16th of Feb, and this will probably go out in, later in March. Um, and I had a classic get-ahead-of-myself week this week where I released two episodes yesterday on Monday instead of one because I forgot I'd done the other one so it happens to all of us I got in a right model but uh, I'll, I'll try not to do that again so, so once again thank you ever so much thank you Shelley thanks Joe.
Welcome back, listeners. Joe, wasn't that a phenomenally inspirational interview there with Jennifer? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, as I said, we're in a mastermind together and she's absolutely phenomenal. She's got so many goals and, you know, the determination to achieve them. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And I think what I really loved was the idea that she dropped out of university. Well, I mean, I don't love it because I don't think it's it's not it's probably not a nice thing to do. Um, you know, set your gut heart on going to uni and doing something and then having such a bad experience that you can't do what you thought yeah. you wanted to do. But I never went to university and I know we were just chatting before you didn't either. And I no. think what that proves is that you don't have to have an academic education to succeed no um, not know. at all yeah. not at all I mean personally I, I left school at 16 um, and my goals at 16 were to be a Michelin starred owner restaurateur um, but life happens yeah. you know and I think one of the things that I've learned is to just keep going um Yes, there's going to be really difficult days. And I think we've said this before, but, you know, don't let the challenge or or the thought that you're not as good as somebody else because they've got a degree and you haven't and all of that stop you from getting where you want to be, you know. And and I know from, you know, talking with you before, Shelley, I don't believe that you did a degree, but you're running a hugely successful business and, and, you know, on a global basis, where are people that did a degree, they might not be where you are because they might have just gone into that corporate world and been happy on that. So it's kind of horses for courses, isn't it? Yeah, I think it depends what you want. And yeah, well, I think it's a mixture of things, isn't it? It's what life throws at you. Uh, and sometimes it's the situations you find yourself in and you just have to find your way over them, under them, through them, round them, whatever yeah. way you want to call it. Um, sometimes you have these goals and plans and aspirations and life gets in the way, which is what happened for me, which is why I always wanted to go to university. I loved school. I was that nerdy kid in the corner that liked learning. Um, but life got in the way and I, I left school age 17. So there was no, it was a financial thing and there was no choice in the matter at the time. And, uh, and then I did my army service here, which I think I've mentioned, I mentioned on Daniel Skirmer's thing. Mm. And after the army, I was working for my friend's father in a pharmacy mm. and cleaning, um, cleaning a couple's flat once a week in the evening. So, you know, you do those things, but all of those things, as Jennifer said, do, um, do help you later on because, those experiences give you the gumption and the drive to not go back to that situation. In my case, yeah. you know, I definitely don't want to be cleaning anybody else's, or I don't want to really clean my own place. I have cleaner. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, there, there are jobs that's not my zone of genius to clean my yeah. flat. I want a beautifully sparkly clean flat, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, which is kind of fine, I think. Um and I, th- I think those things do help you get to where you want to go. It'd be interesting to know from our listeners and our, all our lovely VAs out there, how many have degrees and don't, yeah. and how many don't. And I'm sure there's lots of people who do have degrees and find that the degree wasn't all it was cracked up to be or it was the wrong subject. Yeah. And they end up doing something totally different. Yeah. So it, You know, it's one of the things that yeah, a friend of mine, her eldest son opted not to take a degree when he left school and he's got himself an apprenticeship where he spends four days a week learning on the job and he's getting one day a week released to um, college and he will do professional they will be degree level but they're professional qualifications versus the BSc or the BA type scenario and he's also he's streets ahead of his peers because he's probably earning while he's learning and uh learning on the job and earning and i i think there's a lot to be said for that you know going in starting at the bottom and working your way up um is is definitely a good thing but from uh, from jennifer's interview though it's just just fantastic her passion um for for the industry um was palpable yes Um, hugely 
yeah, yeah. you could feel and and this idea of collaboration not competition that yep. we've, we've talked about it before yeah um, and I think it's just such a, a great thing and being wanting to give back all the time yes and the yeah. other thing that stood out was was the mastermindy bit yes yeah you know, that you're in a mastermind with Jennifer and now she's setting up a French speaking one yeah now, I, she's been planning that for some while. So it, it, it's a real thrill to hear that that's getting off the ground this week and um, that, that she's kind of finalised and tidied up all those plans. So that's really exciting for her. And I find being in the mastermind really, really invigorating and, and just getting somebody else's view on, you know, uh, and trusted friends and sometimes yeah. they say what are you talking about <laughs> you know there's no problem there you just need to do a b c and then all of a sudden because somebody's been a bit more objective about that scenario um but it's it's a very trusted relationship you know um and then what's your experience with masterminds well, we talked about it there on yeah. the podcast. So I'm not going to go into yeah. all that detail again now because I'll bore our listeners. To yeah, I don't really want to do that. But uh, but but I think they're hugely hugely useful. Yeah. And um, in fact, in my trainer community, um, Sharon, who runs the community, started one last year. Oh right. And I nearly joined up, uh, and then I didn't. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, there are several. It was a year long mastermind yeah. so it's every month and that was a paid one which I think yeah. is also fine but I know that the people in that group are getting tremendous value from that um and you know I'm I'm in a I've joined a course yeah. which is kind of like a, a mastermind um and it's called the complete trainer and it's all about learning about all different aspects of running a training business so yes I've been doing this for a long time but I still believe there are things that you can learn and yeah. there's always something to learn and there's always different perspectives and somebody 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 can make a throwaway comment and you think oh they do it that way then or they think like that and that can then lead you down another creative process so i think yeah. i think you know it's it's hugely important to keep developing yourself in whatever way whatever yeah. way you can so yeah, yeah. um Exciting stuff that's just come in for me today, actually, is um, the PA show does seem to be happening in, in, in June. Um, they keep sending out information about it. And today they just confirmed my session timings, which they hadn't done up to now. So, yes. So I now know which. And actually, I've got better times than I did before. So I'm quite pleased it's moved. <laughs> win, win. <laughs> So, listeners, I expect you all to show up at the PA show to hear me and cheer me on there. So, uh, and come and see me. I've got, I'm going to be exhibiting. So, come and have a chat, and we'll all have a nice cup of coffee. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that in some safe way by June. So, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what yes. goes on. That'll be exciting. It will. It will. Getting back to some semblance of normality, although it's quite hard to remember what normal is isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yes. The children in school, that would be normal. Yeah. Yeah. Having the, having the <laughs> space to just, you know, even, yeah. even just when you're working from home um, when there's nobody else around to be able to go and sit in another room with a cup of tea without anybody interrupting you or wondering why you're there and not in your little office. Yeah. I think that's yeah. going to be huge relief for many, many people. Many, many people. Yes. Yeah. It'll be, it'll feel quite luxurious. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like um, there's a, there's a, I don't know if it's a Jewish fable, um, but there's a story about um, a couple, an elderly couple, or not, not so elderly couple. And they, they live in this, you know, little house, you know, farm type house. And in the house, uh, is also you know the donkey and the cow and the dog and the cat and the children yeah. and the chickens and what have you uh, and they're complaining about the space and then something happens and the animals move out and all of a sudden they're living in a palace and I haven't told the story very well but um, that's kind of I think what it's going to be like when all of a sudden we realize that we we've got this space time 
whatever it is yeah without other people crowding and giving us that headspace to, to do what we need to do so on that note yeah. about talking about what we need to do it's half past five here in israel right now and yep. we have got an activity we've got a zoom activity this evening at half past seven so i need to pop off and make supper so that we can get on with with our evening okay joe so i think we're going to wrap up for today and i'm going to hop off and make supper get it all ready so that we can eat for our zoom activity later on and uh, and then we can get on to uh, we're recording again later on this week we we're recording That's another fun. episode so i'll be talking to you again on thursday all right have a lovely evening look forward to seeing you then okay bye listeners You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.